0: Hello, my name is Kenan. I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Gorilla Benignis. This is episode four of seven. So, John had the most to say about it that it is, what it looks like, or rather, who a person looks like when they sin. He has provided to each of us, he has provided us enough reason to walk away from any intentional sinning. Not that there is accidental, but perhaps willing to sin is a better direction to take this conversation. Peter 1.23 has something to say both of abiding and of the seed. So if you practice sin, then you have an issue. But if you are not practicing sin, i.e. doing it over and over and over and over and over again, then you are abiding. But for those of us who have struggled with certain and specific sins, but are completely disgusted that we sin at all, you are still in like Flynn. I don't know who Flynn is, but it rhymes, so here we go. Let's move on to purity. Perhaps it will be easier on our spiritual palate. Purity. Proverbs 22 11. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. 2 Corinthians 6 6. By purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. Ugh. I know this seems a little out of context as I included only verse 6, but wow, look at the language that describes us as believers by and by. Let's be all of it. 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, by and by, in at the end. I believe the other descriptors can help us to understand how to walk in purity. You can see how Paul affected Timothy as they both speak nearly the same language when talking about purity. This is how you bear fruit that remains. This is how you equip the saints for the work of ministry. Paul left us a good example in Timothy. 1 Timothy 5, 1-3 Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. Younger men as others, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. Okay, so that didn't make the journey any easier, but it did make it holier. We have our work cut out for us. Well, so does he. I have stated this before, but is it any wonder how we can find time to finger point when we have so much process to go through? And this, while we are being made a disciple and making disciples, and while we are equipping the saints for the work of ministry, and actually working in the ministry, the whole church would straighten up overnight, if it refocused on what is really important. Right, right? Righteousness. So righteousness doesn't mean that you will always be right, but it does, and I know that you can hardly contain yourselves, meaning that we have another layer to deal with. Sounds like we are like an onion. Maybe we are just big, fat, human onions. But moving away from that, think about these things for a minute. Perfection, sinless, purity, righteousness, blameless, and holiness. So without God in your life performing these miracles of miracles on your very being, just how good do you think you are? Look at these words, these actionable words. They are to be the new descriptors of our life on this planet Earth. Not just in heaven. Yes, now, right now. Let's continue to sort the matter out, shall we? Matthew 13:17. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it Matthew thirteen forty three Then the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear let him hear Matthew twenty five thirty seven. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? Matthew twenty five forty six and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Luke 1.6 And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. John 7.24 Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Romans 4.5 But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Romans 4.11 and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed into them also. Romans 4.13 For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Romans 5.17 For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And Romans 5.19 For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. In this it is important to see that obedience can make one righteous his deeds righteous. But glory be to God, we are not left to ourselves to do it alone because of what Jesus did at the cross, when received by us and birthed in us through someone preaching the word into the very souls that have the seed of God lying dormant in them so that they would be authentically born again and made righteous, was and is by far the most magnificent event to have ever been recorded, ever. Romans six sixteen. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? In this we see it again, obedience. Now you can see why it is imperative that we know God and hear his voice. Elsewise, how do you end up where Jesus is at in that moment of time? He prayed to the Father that you would be where he is at in John 17. Not to depart from this field of discussion, but I truly am always looking to help. Look at 2 Thessalonians verse 8 for a minute. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Know him and obey him. Is there anything so important as these? Nope. Perfection, sinless, purity, righteousness, blameless holiness are byproducts of knowing him and obeying him. They are not our primary objective. They are as a result of getting to know Him and obeying Him. What in the wide, wide world of sports did you just say, Ken? In this entire message, we have been going through the attributes of what a believer should be daily operating in. I am saying that we have our hope in His glory to know that He did not leave it up to us to walk alone or to develop and to walk on these Christian descriptors. The power of obeying God is almost unimaginable as to how it can so change you. Some of you may very well say that. That is fine and dandy, and when I hear his voice, I will do what he tells me to do. Yep, nope. I've heard this many times before as I watched the poor soul dry up right in front of me. A branch removed from the vine, and it was their own doing, and it led to their undoing. What say you, Ken? God speaks primarily through his word, his Holy Spirit, and the people in whom he's placed in the fivefold ministry to equip you for the work of ministry. I have had so many conversations with other believers regarding honoring and obeying church leadership to the point that some became very contentious about the whole subject of honoring those who have been placed in a position of authority over their life. We who have been around a while call it coming under leadership. God calls it submitting and obedience, which if done so will lead you to know him more. To get clear on this, please read Numbers chapter 12 and 16, and then tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you say that's Old Testament, and it doesn't apply to believers today. No problem, you're wrong. But let's go on to the Jesus books and see what he said about authority and obedience. Nope, not at the end of the day. Well, that's it for today, and right before we go to scripture surfing. Well, there's always the next message, and we know it because there will always be the next message. Remember it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through in the people's lives. Find a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.